Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Charlotte Hornets fan? It is I, Darian Thomas, host of the Believe in Hornets podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. And we got an interesting episode for you today. I'm just going to touch on some small summer league things through the first four games. I'm I'm kind of iffy about summer league, and we'll we'll go ahead and get into it because I'm not going to hold you any longer. But man. Man, oh man, this summer league team is awful. It is awful. I thought we would be the best summer league team easily in Las Vegas because we have so much talent, but that talent has not translated at all. Brandon Miller, I think, looks good. I know last game he really, really struggled to shoot the ball. I think it was like one for 10 from three or something like that, but he did everything else. He rebounded. He was playing defense. He was getting his hand in there, getting some, you know, knocking the ball loose. He was running the floor. It was, there was other things that was not advertised for Brandon Miller that he was doing, even though we didn't know he was a good rebounder. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about the shot because we've seen it fall. I think it will continue to fall. I think it just wasn't a lot of his shots were short. So I really honestly believe he was tired, maybe even adjusting to the NBA three point line. But overall, I'm not really too concerned. I think he looks like a good player. I think you have to think about it like this. As crazy as it sounds, I'm talking what the Charlotte Hornets are doing. I'm not talking. This is not what I would do. This is not what I think should have is is none of that. This is just how I feel. This is I just feel like the Hornets are going to do this. I hope they prove me wrong, but I just feel like this is what's going to happen. Brandon Miller will more than likely be like the fourth option. Yeah, roughly. You got Lamelo Miles, who you can interchange, I guess, because. They kind of are on par, even though I think LaMelo probably will do more of the offensive work, but LaMelo Miles, however you want to do it. Then you have the other one, obviously, at two, so LaMelo or Miles. And then I think then you have Terry Ozier. Terry Ozier more than likely will start. And then you have who? who? And then that's where Brandon Miller comes in, unfortunately. Like, Brandon Miller will probably be the fourth option. And maybe even sound crazy, but maybe even a fifth option, depending on what the deal going on with PJ. And I'm not saying that should be right. I'm not saying that that is what should happen. All I am saying is I just see that's how the horn is doing it at worst. I mean, at best, I think Brandon Miller beginning of the season, things could change, of course, during the course of the season. But as of right now, at the beginning of the season, I see Brandon Miller more than likely being the fourth option. I think that opens up his game all the way. If you ask me, I think that we're going to see him be very efficient. I think we're not going to see any wasted shot attempts. I think every shot attempt is going to be a good shot attempt for him. I don't think he's just going to kind of pull up like he has been in summer league. I think that that's going to be very good for him. Uh, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. hope he's more of the third option. Uh, Terry Rozier actually has not been – last year was a very bad year for him in terms of – his field goal percentage, but before that, I think he was pretty good. Um, not maybe not because that maybe because not that much pressure was on him years past, but he he wasn't he wasn't that bad as far as efficiency goes. But last year he was terrible, so we'll see. I mean, Brandon Miller could be that's the third. I don't even know if Brandon Miller is going to start, and that's because I could really see the Hornets just trying to start Gordon Hayward over him. Gordon Hayward technically would be the better player, but also I'm. I'm not really of the camp of Gordon Hayward to start over Brandon Miller because he's better. Because, of course, Gordon Hayward is going to be better than Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller's a rookie. Gordon Hayward's been in the league for a while. 
I'm more in the camp of you start Brandon Miller, not because I think he's better or anything like that, but you start Brandon Miller because you want if this team wants to win, you need Gordon Hayward as of right now. You're paying him $30 million. You don't really have another another option as of right now. Have him come off the bench, preserve him, and have him be ready for the offseason. And then you have Brandon Miller, the young rookie, kind of figuring out and getting his minutes. But he's also surrounded by some really talented guys. So he's not required to be that guy at all. Like he doesn't, he, there's no way at any point should Brandon Miller be the second option on this team in his rookie year. In his rookie year, I had to say that because people get upset. In his rookie year, there's no reason he should be the second option. Um, he, everybody, you know, Lamelo, Miles, they should handle it. Of course, there's going to be games where Brandon Miller's just hot. He might even be the first option. But overall, when you look at the stats at the end of the season, he shouldn't be the second uh, option. So I think that's kind of where I fall on whether Brandon Miller should be starting. But, yeah, I, what we've seen in summer league, I don't really think that that should be a problem. Um, I, he's as advertised. He does everything that you expected him to do. Like I said, the shot wasn't falling, but it is what it is. It's shooting. Shooting is very streaky for everybody. I Well, I know there's people who are better shooters, but – Shooting is just it's a little different. It's it's a little different than okay, how good are you attacking a basket or anything like that? It's shooting just a little different. And I think it'll come. I mean, we seen his shot, it looked good. It just was short. I think he was just tired. It's been a long summer league for him. I mean, he played in the two uh, Sacramento summer leagues and games, and then now he's playing two Las Vegas summer league games, and one was against Wimby, which I think that took a lot of effort out of him, missed a day. So it's just a lot. It's just into the NBA. You don't really know your teammates like that. I will say we've seen him do small things like tell guys where to go, so you can tell that the guy is very cerebral. Uh, he knows basketball, so that's good. Um, he tells guys like James Booknight at that, which speaking of James Booknight, Man, oh man, him and Kai Jones, that experience could be over. They just, to me, they do not look like they've progressed. I think there's, the thing is, they're still good at what they were good at when they were drafted. They still, Kai Jones, still extremely athletic. He's going to have these highlight plays. Um, James Booknight is still a crafty guy. He can, he can get to the basket. I think he can create for himself. But man, oh man, it just does not look good at all. It doesn't. James Booknight still takes bad shots. Kai Jones still thinks he can Magic Johnson or whatever. It's just, it's so frustrating to watch them too because you want them to be successful, but they just are doing everything to not be successful. Kai Jones is still trying to go up over three people. Um, he, he he looks loose, like as far as with the with handling the ball, which but he tries to handle the ball a lot. Um, he doesn't set screens. Like I don't know what his screens are so light. It, it's not like a real screen, like a James Najee screen. It's nothing like that. He doesn't roll to the basket. It, it's just so much with Kai. It, it's so frustrating to watch. And then, like I said, James Booknight is still taking bad shots. He's not really not knowing where to go. Um, they both get caught ball watching on defense very often. It's just what in the world is going on? I think James Booknight, I think his confidence is shot. I think his confidence is shot. And I truly believe that if there's if a team allows him to regain his confidence, I think he'll be good. Kai Jones, on the other hand, his confidence is not shot, which that's good. But his basketball IQ just has a ways to go. It, it has a ways to go. Basketball IQ is something you can learn, though, so that's why it's really hard to be completely out on Kai. 
But it's just it doesn't seem like it's working. And I don't know if it's the coaching staff, which I think this whole summer league team, I think the reason they're performing as poorly as they are is because of the coaching staff, because there's no real plays. There's just ISO ball. It's no let's make the extra pass. It's none of that. It, it's none of that at all. So I, I think that's part of it. But I don't know. I, I hope for I hope better for Kai Jones and James Booknight. I think James Booknight still. Has, I think they both still have a chance to be good. I just don't know if it can be with the Hornets. I don't know, and, I, and it could be because the Hornets waited too late to really. You don't really pay attention to these guys for two, three years, two years at this point, and then you expect them to be good. It, and then you put them on this track. It's just so. It's a lot. It's a lot. I truly do believe it's a lot. The coaching, they the coaches that just needs to do a better job. I will say that you can't fully evaluate anybody because the 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 coaching is just all over the place. We we can move on to Nick Smith Jr. and Amari Bailey because that I always um, pair those two together because of the fact that Amari Bailey and Nick Smith Jr. both are shooting guards, but they're being asked to play point guard and. One of them is going to have to play point guard. It is what it is. I think that's the reality of it. And I think that's more so Amari Bailey, even though they've been having Nick Smith Jr. kind of do that, do more of that. I think it's going to be Amari Bailey to me. He looks like he's more comfortable in that setting. Nick Smith Jr., I will say that yesterday at the yesterday's game, he said that um, he needs to learn kind of where guys are and kind of and learn, you know, what his guys like to do. Like, okay, where are your spots at? And so I can get – so I think – he has the potential as well. Maybe that's why they are trying to have him, be, you know, be that guy. Uh, Amari Bailey, I think, is on a two-way, if I'm not mistaken. They already signed him to a two-way, so maybe that's why they're trying to push Nick, Nick Smith Jr. Because more than likely, he will be the guy who actually ends up playing backup point guard at some point. But I think it's more so Amari Bailey. But either way, you're hurting them by both having them trying to be point guards and they're both shooting guards, and that was my camera, but yeah, you, they're both shooting guards. It, it's just weird. It's just weird to me because of the fact that I get it. The Summer League is the place to try stuff, but you got two rookies who are natural shooting guards, and then and they both play shooting guard in college, technically, and then you trying to get them in a couple of weeks after being drafted to play point guard with a team that is just poorly coached. No plays are being ran. You don't really have a big man presence as far as an offensive end, like uh, like you get a screen in a in a roll to the basket, anything like that. You're just not doing anything, any, you're not doing them any favors. Um, but we can talk about the positives, and I like Nick Smith Jr.'s ability to create. I think he does a good job of getting past people. Um, he does settle for that mid range a little too much, but he hits it sometimes. So I think I think we could see it there if if he stops kind of forcing the issue. I think we'll see his game come naturally. Uh, both of them. I think if you see both of them play more off ball, I think you'll see a more natural game from them. Um, I think they're both pretty good at ball handling. Nick Smith Jr. has a crazy floater. I like his floater game. Um, and then I think he's active on defense. I wouldn't say he's a good defender, but he's active on defense. He doesn't call ball watching. He fights over screens, fights under screens. Uh, so I think he's doing a little bit of everything there. As far as Amari Bailey, I, he's the more physical out of the two, and I kind of like that. Um, he, he's able to finish with contact. He takes a lot of contact. He embraces the contact on offense and defense. So I think that's a positive to work with. I'm excited for him, man. I think he's like one of the more consistent players. Like every single night out of the four summer league games, you get exactly what you expect with Omar Bailey in a good way. Um, so I think that's good for him. I think that him and Nick Mujer, I think they'll both be good. I think you just have to 
I feel as though you really just need to figure out what's going on as far as point guard, shooting guard. But once they figure that out and once they kind of get settled, I think we can see those guys really take off and be the players that you drafted and be. And that doesn't typically happen often. I think we can see the both the best case scenario for both of those guys. It, it, it's it's going to take some time, but I, I see it. I see the talent and, and I'm, I'm excited for both of them. Uh who do I want to talk about next? I talked about Brandon. I talked about Kai and James. I talked about, oh, let's talk about Bryce McGowan's just because before we go to the big man. Uh, Bryce McGowan's, I wanted him to be more aggressive. That's what I wanted in summer league, but now he's being too aggressive. Um, he's he's trying to shoot over two, three, two, three people. He's trying to get contact and try to get a foul, and it doesn't. They all don't always call it. It, it, it and it's because he's obviously like foul hunting when he attacks, and then don't really have a lane to go to. His shot really isn't falling like that. He doesn't look as smooth as he's been in the past. I think he's trying to do too much. It, it looks more like what he was doing in Nebraska. And that's not what I wanted. I will say that it is summer league. And if anyone I'm giving it's summer league a pass to, it would be Bryce McGowan's only because last year I saw a whole season of him being extremely passive, always looking to make the right play, whether it's that him attacking or passing. And a lot of times he would end up passing, even though I think, you know, trying to go for the layup or shooting the three was the right play. He would be very passive. This summer league, he's been very, very aggressive. And considering I have seen him get NBA minutes and be passive, I will give him the it's summer. It's just summer league pass. He's the only person. Now, I will also say that I will be the first person to come on here and say, hey, I, I, it wasn't just summer league. He, he's this way for some reason, and it's messing up his game. I'll be the first person to say that if he does this during the regular season. But like I said, considering I've seen him get NBA minutes and kind of be a more passive and I think being more of, okay, I'm going to just make the right play, whatever the right play is, then okay. But like I said, it, this summer league, he's just been extremely aggressive. And his layup hasn't been falling. He hasn't been dealing well with contact. Like I said, his shot just really isn't there. But it, no, there, no one on this team is able to take easy shots because no players are being ran. I think that's something we can't ignore, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. No one can really get any open looks it's because nothing is really being done to get these guys open looks. We've seen guys and teams with people who just – it's just random people off the street run sets and in, in successful – like successful action, successful, just just regular pick and roll. We've seen. We don't see that with our team. I don't know what's going on at all. I have no idea. I have no idea what this coaching staff is doing. I just don't. But anyway, we can go ahead and move on to James Naji, who to me has been one of the bigger. I wouldn't say surprises. I'll say surprises. I'll say surprises just because of the fact that I. I knew he was going to be pretty decent. I I think he's further along than what I thought, though. I think what helps him more than anything is that he is very – what's the word? I'm like, he's very in tune with the kind of player he is. And I may have said that before. I don't know if I said it here or if I said it on my YouTube channel, which go subscribe to that. Trust the buzz on YouTube. I don't know if it's here. But yeah, or, or or I don't know if I said it on there, but either way, had a brain, had a brain fart, but it's okay. One man show, and I, you know, I gotta keep myself on track. But James Naji knows exactly the type of player he is. I think that's what separates him and Kai Jones. Kai Jones, I think, is still trying to figure it out. James Naji knows exactly what he is. He knows 
I'm a big guy. I'm setting screens. I'm defending the paint. I'm getting rebounds. I'm blocking shots. That That's what I do. And he's been very good at it, in my opinion. I think there's some things he need to touch up on, but he's 18 years old, literally about to turn 19. I, I'm not concerned. Uh, I love what I see from him. I love the hustle. I love the, just the sheer athletic ability. I've seen him switch. I've seen him do literally all of it. I think James Nye is going to be a problem in the NBA if he can put it together. I'm, I'm very excited to see what he becomes because this dude is just built like he's 30. Like he, it's ridiculous. He, he's he. I think he is going to be a problem, and I can't wait to see what he does, especially when he gets a point guard to work on that pick and roll, because I don't think there's many people that can stop him. And so, of course, I'm not talking like the Rudy Gobert's and the Joel Embiid's, but I'm talking about as of summer league, he can just maybe some of like the lower tier players, guys that come off the bench. There's not too many people that can just deal with that physical force. I if he puts it together. So I'm excited to see what he looks like with a real point guard. Even if he goes, I don't know if he's going to be in the G League or if he's just going to go back to Barcelona and play play out there, play a year there. But either way, I will find a way to watch him as closely as possible because I, I really want to see his development. I mean, I'm excited, man. That guy, that guy's going to be a problem. I think Mitch Kupchak did a good job of trading up to him to 31. Like I said, this guy had... Talks of being 19, I think, is when a Warriors pick. That's the highest I've seen him. So, and the Warriors could, like, afford to take a flyer on a guy like that. But, yeah, the highest I've seen him was 19. So, I think that getting him at 31 was a good value. I think all our picks were good value, honestly, if you ask me. But, yeah, James Nanji, I think, is going to be a problem. And, that, I mean, that's really it. It's hard to really gauge the summer league game. Like I said, the coaching is so bad. It, it is not good. And it's, it's very frustrating to watch as a Hornets fan because I feel like of all teams, we should be one of the teams to take Summer League seriously. Not, oh, we got to win the championship. And is that it's just we should put more effort, more thought, more preparation into Summer League because it's all for these guys to be good. And they're not as of right now. We, we need these guys to be good because a lot of them will be a part of the real team. And it just doesn't seem like we're giving them the tools to be successful. So I wish that's something that the Charlotte Hornets would take more seriously. But I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm not like I said, I'm not saying they should go out and try to win the summer league title. I'm not saying they should worry about dropping 30 in summer league. I just would like to see more preparation. We don't seem prepared. I, I will say we're getting better every game. We've gotten better. But overall, it's just man like. It, it's going to be hard to evaluate the players if we're sh- constantly shooting 30% because nobody's open. Nobody's ever open. Nobody. It's very rare we have open looks for anyone. Um, I think one of the most open looks we had was when Kai Jones was trying to trying to dunk over three people and at the last minute saw Brandon Miller at the top of the key and kicked it out to him. Brandon Miller missed a shot, but that was probably one of the most open looks we've got all summer league, which is sad. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's very frustrating to watch. But now I think we will move on really quickly and touch on the P.J. Washington stuff. So there was a report saying that P.J. is looking to more than likely just sign a qualifying offer. And that's that's where it gets ugly. It gets dicey there because with P.J., I like P.J. Um, I don't know if y'all know my opinions on P.J. or how I feel about P.J., but P.J. has been asked to do so many different things during his career, we've seen him last year. They wanted him to be a scorer. Uh, year before that, I think he was being asked to be like a small ball five, 
Maybe it was even a year before that. Then he was at power forward. And his position is always changing, which the NBA is all about adjusting. But when you're asked to do a bunch of different things and the team is like, eh, well, you're not look at your stats or look at this or look at that when it comes to contract negotiations. I think that's a little unfair because he's been asked to do a little bit of everything. And it's hard to really get a grasp on what type of player you are, what you are needed for. If you're constantly asked to do completely different things than you were last season, he he has never been asked to do the same thing back to back seasons. And I think that's really hindered him. Um, And I think he's a good player. I think he's a good defender. I think he can. I think he's good for I wouldn't say he can. He's a good offensive weapon. I will say that he's good for in his role where you leave him open. He's going to make you pay. Uh, but there's a, he ha- does have offensive versatility, which I think he does. I think he just struggles with ball handling. But other than that, I think PJ's pre- a pretty good offensive threat. You wouldn't want to be your main guy, but him being your fourth option, fifth option, <laughs> that's a pretty good fourth option or fifth option, I, I, in my opinion. It's tough. I have no idea what kind of money he's asking for. I have been on the record saying that $20 million is a little too much. Um, and it's only because it would tie up so much money, and we still have a long way to go as far as where this team is. I like Brandon Miller. He's still only a rookie. I like Mark Williams. He's still only a sophomore. Terry Rozier is probably going to be gone. Uh, Miles Bridges, we still don't know yet. So it's just like, do we really want to tie up $20 million, and we don't even know if we're going to even be good? And yes, $20 million, I think, will be a tradable contract, especially for a guy like PJ. I think there's some teams out there that would really like PJ. However, however, it just won't be easy. Um, I think that there is a possibility that this could work out, even if you don't resign PJ. So let's say he takes the qualifying offer, then we go into next year. More likely, Miles Bridges is getting the max contract. I feel. I feel as though he's going. If he balls out the way he's expected to ball out, he will get the max contract. But you can open up another max contract spot by PJ signing a qualifying offer. Do you not resign him next year and then doing something with Terry Rozier? That opens up enough space to get another max contract. And you can either do that at either. One of the forward positions, whether that's small forward or power forward, whichever one you don't put miles at. And I say that because you will have LaMelo Ball. At that point, I feel pretty comfortable starting Brandon Miller. You would have, like I said, Miles or whoever. And then, once again, at the other forward spot, Miles or whoever. And then Mark Williams. So I think at one of the forward spots, you have the chance to have a um max contract spot. Now who is going to go there? I have no earthly idea because of the fact that I don't really know who are free agents in 2024. Um but at the same time it's just like it, it it wouldn't hurt to try, right? It wouldn't hurt to try to get someone that can be Available. It's hard to get people to come to Charlotte, but I think this is one of the better teams that Charlotte has had. And maybe if I, it seems like a lot of people respect Steve Clifford. So it's very possible that you could get, you know, people would want to come play for him. I think that his option for his contracts, for Steve Clifford's contract, is next year. So you could possibly get a better coach. But I'm okay. I'm looking at all the unrestricted free agents for next year. Um, and I'll just kind of name a few and we'll just go from there. But you have guys like, Pascal Siakam, who Pascal Siakam on this team would be do wonders. Jalen Brown, if you want to put him at small forward and miles at the forward, that would make sense. Uh, Buddy Hill doesn't know. Uh, Royce O'Neal, no. Tobias Harris, no, not really. Uh, you would just be taking up space to take up space. 
So yeah, that, I mean that's really it. You got Pascal Siakam, Jalen Brown. Uh, everybody else is restricted from what I am seeing. Uh, Kenyon Martin, I think he will be g- g- not a starter, but I think he'll be a good player to have. But no, um, that's really it. I'm looking and it is really scary. So yeah, if you're the Charlotte Hornets, uh, I think you need to make sure you do what you need to do to get PJ. And I think that's something that I've kind of ignored and I haven't mentioned enough yet. The free agency class next year is not good, but. That's something I felt like I've not mentioned. I actually want PJ. I I do understand you may have to pay him a little more to keep him, but at worst he could just be a trade asset later down the road. I would rather have PJ and instead of losing, I'm a, actually a big PJ fan. I actually like PJ's game. I think he can do a lot for any team, and I think it just doesn't seem like he can because the way the Hornets have been, he's not the guy who is going to wow you. He's not the guy that's going to take over. I mean, we've seen him take over games, but he's not. That's not his role. And with the Charlotte Hornets for a long time, we haven't had the necessary talent to really make him shine. I think the more talented your team are, team is, the more you'll see PJ shine because he will be the fourth, fifth guy. But he's, you know, guarding your best, probably one of your best wing players. He's able to hit the corner three. Um, he's just able to play even paint defense. Like we've seen him be able to guard the rim at times. Like PJ is not a slapped on defense. So. I believe that PJ is a good player, and I personally, I just rather have him back and then just run it like that, um, and still do something with Terry Rozier. That open that'll still open up some space for you. But yeah, freezing class is not pretty next year. I suggest you probably get something done. I didn't. I that was my first time looking at a free agent class. It is not good. It is not good, guys. Pascal Siakam, I think it would be probably obtainable. Jalen Brown, I don't think so. I think you got to trade for Pascal. Maybe you trade for him um, and then make sure that you resign him. Uh, you got to get that deal in. But I, I, you got a team of LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, Pascal, Mark Williams. I think Pascal will be okay with that. I think that's something that's a team that he would be looking to be very comfortable with. Um, you would have. Uh, I know that there was reports that he was him and Fred VanVleet was getting mad at the younger guys, but Lamelo's a little older, especially you know by that point. Brandon Miller, of course, will still be young. Miles Bridges, so you hopefully things his my whole mindset has turned around. And Mark Williams to be a rookie, I think he's very mature for his age and just he has a good poise to him. But yeah, I think Pascal will be okay with that. How you get the deal done? That's a whole different topic. But if you're not going to bring Matt PJ, you we've seen as I just read the free agency class. Now the NBA is crazy, so a lot of different things can happen. But as we just read, anything could happen. Um, so like I said, the free agency class is not that good. So we'll see. I'm very interested to see what they do because now looking at it, the class is just it's more dire than ever to get something done. But anyway. That does it for this episode. Let me know what you think of it down in the comments or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, just because of the fact that I, I want feedback. I want to know how I can produce and provide you a better show. So follow me on Twitter at TrustBuzz, T-R-U-Z-Z-B-U-Z-Z. And just let me know things I could do better for this podcast. Uh, just because of the fact that I want to be able to bring you the best content possible. Um, I will hopefully start uploading more just because I, these long, long episodes... 
with it just being me, it's really hard to come up with like just talk for 27 minutes and without without thinking that y'all are tired of hearing me. If you're not, then it's just in my head. But, it, you know, it's like, dang, I've been talking a long time and I don't want no one to bother me. Well, I don't want to bother anyone by talking this long. And it's just me. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.